Creativity is contagious. Pass it on in any way possible. Albert Einstein. Hi, creatives. So happy to have you tune into our second season of Bring Up Creativity. I'm your host, Daniela Bonche, a Toronto-based graphic designer and serial entrepreneur looking to spread awareness on pursuing your creative passions or endeavors, whether it be in business, a side hustle or hobby, you name it. On today's episode of Bring Up Creativity, I am joined with the lovely Feli Day. Feli is a feel-good marketing mentor and content repurposing agency owner. She balances her agency, Feli Day VA, and her mentorship clients from her laptop while living life as a digital nomad in Mexico. She's passionate about helping entrepreneurs fall in love with marketing. She loves a good crime show, pina coladas, and cats that aren't her own. Hello, and how are you doing, Feli? I'm so happy to have you on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. I'm really excited about what we're going to be talking about today. Particularly, I love your mindset and that we kind of don't need to kill ourselves <laughs> to have a presence online and build up an amazing business. I think we tend to stress ourselves out about that and think we need to create something amazing and brand new every single day we post. And then there's the thing where we feel like we need to post five to five to seven times a week. Mm -hmm. So I love what you're about. I love what you do. And I'm so excited to talk to you about it. Thank you so much. I, I love that this is becoming more popular and more common with entrepreneurs and their practices. Absolutely. I'm really happy that it's becoming a lot more normalized too. <laughs> Before we get into the heavier side of things, I always love to ask my guests, what's your go-to coffee or tea order or what are you making at home right now? If I could go to a regular coffee shop and get whatever I wanted, I would probably opt for a matcha latte with coconut milk. But Ooh. where I live right now in Mexico, I generally just get like manzanillo tea, which is like chamomile tea. <laughs> soothing. Both are quite soothing, though. They're not too strong and they're very like nice, either a combo to end or start the day, I find. Mm -hmm. I used to be obsessed with matcha. Because you just don't feel as dehydrated. And truly in the summer months here in Canada, I know you're in Mexico, so it probably feels warm often. <laughs> but here in the summer, I, I loved opting for an iced matcha latte or just anything matcha because I didn't feel as dehydrated because we all know how coffee can get. Yeah. I mean, I've never liked coffee. So it was always like, what's something I can get that's kind of fancy and fun, but tastes good. <laughs> and that's where I, exactly. I mean, as I like tea a lot. Matcha tea was an easy transition. And I like that you like coconut milk. Funny enough, I've never tried it before. And now you're making me want to just kind of go out to the grocery store and try it out for myself. Uh, when you get like alternative milks and teas and stuff, I feel like you have to try the different ones with each drink. Because I used to get London Fogs when I lived in yes. Vancouver. And I really liked London fog with almond milk, but it wasn't nice with coconut milk or with soy milk. You know, it was like only one of them worked. Ah, <laughs> oh, you, you can't win. <laughs> Sometimes you just can't win. Yeah. And like, I think the furthest I've gone is oat milk and that's it. And I just capped I out and it's so it. disappointing. Like I should be, I should be so much more well-versed in, in all the different milks that go with like any like beverage, like tea or coffee. But here I am admitting to everyone, I've only had oat milk and I'm here to try coconut. <laughs> I want to start things off from the beginning 
uh, particularly with you and your story, I find we don't always land in the spot we want to be in the very early beginnings. And that's where we are, where we are today. So please feel free to introduce yourself and tell us about what you do and how you got to the point that you are at today. Yeah. So as much as in my head, it sounds like it's a roundabout journey. It's quite common (laughs) that I got started as a general virtual assistant. I wanted to work online. I wanted to travel and not live in Canada, not have to experience winter anymore. And I started off with content writing because I already liked writing. And content repurposing wasn't a thing three years ago. You know, I'd never heard of it. And so it wasn't until I kind of scaled as a content writer doing all these different content tasks and then got to the point where I was an agency and I realized we were running into the same roadblock of like people wanting content, but they couldn't give us like any details of what they wanted from their content or like even like their voice or branding and stuff. And so we just started repurposing and I slowly made the transition from content agency to content repurposing agency as we focused on repurposing because it made it so much easier for us to create content for our clients, but also it made our clients so much happier because it's in their voice. Like we're, we're taking like their brand voice out of their content and recreating it. I had a thought a couple of days ago Mm -hmm. and it was, I, I, you know how when you post on one day and you think it was going to, you thought that post was going to do so well. Okay. But then yeah. you realize you probably <laughs> posted at an odd time and it didn't hit the audience you were trying to hit. So then I kind of repurposed it and I posted it the following week and it did so much better. Mm-hmm. Now, my question in my head and my thought process was, is it doing better? Because I kind of rephrased it a little bit and it seems a little different, but I did repurpose it and someone could tell if they landed on my page. But it did so much better. Was it due to the day I posted or was it due to the fact that I kind of rephrased things and maybe that called out to people a bit more? There's so many things that go into it. Yeah. And like, depending on the platform, it could fully be that your content literally wasn't shown (laughs) the first time. And it could also be that maybe the introduction, the hook of the first, the first line of the content you put out there whether it was like a reel or a video or a a post like written content could have been the thing that like connected faster with your audience. That's a very good point that like, there's just so many things that Mm -hmm. could depict the success rate of a post. And we definitely overthink it. And there's so many things to blame. I personally blame. And when I talk about social media, I think I have the most stress when it comes to Instagram. Now for you and what you do, do you find that repurposing can even work, can work on any platform like Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, like everything that people could possibly want to engage on, even like LinkedIn or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I agree. No, I completely agree. And it's just something like you said, three years ago, it wasn't a thing. We Mm -hmm. didn't know anything about it. And it's harder for creatives. I find if we need to build a portfolio, we feel the need that we need to post the work we're creating and new work all the damn time. And if we don't have new work, we start to stress out. So for us, I think sometimes we lack creativity, Mm -hmm. at least for myself, you know, I'm a graphic designer and I stress out if I don't have 
designs to post or maybe the time to create a whole new reel or a whole new carousel to post something. So for creatives, like, do you find there's different things that we can do to kind of repurpose our content and like things that we can focus on versus stressing about like putting out their new work every single day or week? I definitely recommend to my clients to find that that core content that they like to create, you know, whether it is recording the podcast, making YouTube videos or making reels and then repurposing from there. So like for me, my entire Instagram, the last like three months is repurposed from my emails. I'm writing the emails first and then I turn them into like a carousel or then I have the idea for like what to put in a trend for a reel. But like email is my current top of funnel, you know? So finding that one that you love to create, the core content you'll focus on and then letting everything else come out of it. I find it helps so much with the the hamster wheel of the constant trying to create new content of like, if I go and sit down and say, like, I want to make a carousel for Instagram, I'll just stare at like a blank template or even like look through my old content and be like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to write. Where if I sit down to write emails, I always have an email in my brain, you know? That's a really great way of thinking about it and breaking it down and making it easier for yourself. I've never thought about it that way. And that really just kind of changed the perspective on things a bit because it's true. Mm -hmm. If we write an email or consider an email, we always have a response or something in the back of our mind or what we want to write out in the back of our mind. I think that's a really great idea that I've actually, I don't even think I've ever heard of. (laughs) That makes me happy. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's creative in itself. I really like that. When it comes to being like omnipresent, okay, have you found that there was a pivotal moment perhaps when you realized repurposing content and videos was helping you to be omnipresent versus always recording or creating new content or has it like kind of happened over time? Well, when I got started, I tried to be on every platform at once, which is probably the worst idea you could have. And I got really into Pinterest and I realized that with Pinterest, everything was being repurposed. Everything is coming from somewhere else, whether it's like the videos or the blog posts, even like your graphics, if you're making infographics. And I think that's how I realized I could maintain posting in my Facebook group and posting on Instagram. And then it also turned into posting to email and posting to Instagram and the Facebook group. And then once video started with like TikTok and Reels, I was creating in TikTok and getting absolutely no views. TikTok is based on like the SIM card in your phone. So I get pushed to Mexican TikTok. And that's like not my target audience at all. (laughs) And I just kept creating on TikTok. And then once Reels started, I started just repurposing all of them because I liked the TikTok editor better. And then it was like YouTube shorts came along, Pinterest idea pins came along, you know, and it just kind of like snowballed into all my content is repurposed and nothing is original. Um, But that's okay though. But yeah, I don't know if there's necessarily like a pivotal moment, but maybe it was like when I started getting into Pinterest in 2020. I love Pinterest. Like Mm -hmm. I could read, blogs on Pinterest forever. I could see designers work on Pinterest forever. It's, it's limitless for me. I think the thing, like the platform I find myself scrolling on the most is actually Pinterest. And for some reason, I think it's kind of slept on a little bit. I know it's growing tremendously right now, but I've found that it's been slept on at least in the last three years. It's grown so much more. 
And I feel like Pinterest still has so much more to grow on because I've seen from my own personal experience of other people who are in the in the blogging space or in the designing space that they even their other accounts grow due to posting on Pinterest, mm-hmm. whether it be reposting their blogs, their work, anything like that. It's really helped them grow faster than I've pretty much even seen. I think it's because it's such a reliable source for people to go and look for inspiration or for tips. I think it's even better than Google not to not to toot Pinterest horn, but I think it's even better to find it, to find a really great information on. So I could definitely see how repurposing and posting on all of these different platforms with me saying, I love Pinterest the most, and this is not sponsored um, just because truly I've seen so much growth for people and their following and even their engagement through repurposing onto that platform specifically too. No. And I've seen it from all sides. Like I've seen it from YouTubers, podcasters, bloggers, um, even some people on TikTok saying that they get so much traffic from Pinterest. And it's because Pinterest is the third largest search engine. But the people who use Pinterest have such a specific purpose. I find like they're really looking to be educated. You know, Google, you look for anything like random facts or like actors' names. (laughs) Yeah their age because we'll yeah. see them like oh they look so young <laughs> yeah and then and then you want to like especially if it's like a, a cute guy that you just saw in like yeah. a movie you're like oh how old is he and then you find out he's yeah. like in his 60s and you think oh great I've got great taste from men <laughs> uh, it's no it's so funny to me how I use Google in comparison to how I use Pinterest like it's one of my top business tools in comparison to really anything else I love how YouTube shorts became a thing I think that's Mm -hmm. such a great way to repurpose in the podcasting platform. Like you said, like it's really great to be hopping on these like short, short format videos and YouTube knew it. That's why they hopped on it. They're like, we need to get on this plane of TikTok of reels. Cause even when you think of reels or you think of TikToks, the things that attract us in are the seven second ones or they're the Mm -hmm. really short ones. And the thing that really helped me out was back in the summer, I'm still using content from the summer of videos and posts and text ideas that I came up with in July. I think people maybe are picking up on it now. I think I could afford, I think I'm going to, you know, rethink it for December. I'm still using things from July and August and I have no shame in it until this moment when I realized I probably could afford to do another kind of round of thinking of ideas, but using it to my advantage. It's so important. And like, if you see... Some of those people that were really big, like 2019, 2020, if you consumed their content, they were just saying the same thing again and again. And I feel like we have this pressure to create new and to create better, but it's so important to repeat yourself because that's how people know what to come to you for. Like you become an expert in one thing. That's very true. That's a really good point. I never thought of that it that way either. Like there's so many ways that allow you to show up as an expert that that's, yeah. this is just like one of those things. So that is yeah. such a very great point. Hey creatives, are you looking to bring your creative ideas to life and stand out but don't want to break the bank? It's easier than you think all things to creative market. Over the last seven years, I have been shopping on creative markets by next level fonts, stock photography, videography, mockups, and more to allow my portfolio and clients' businesses to stand out and be seen. Free fonts, photos, mockups, and more often make your work blend in. 
while Creative Market is a hub for custom-made beautiful designs that aren't overused. If you're looking to stand out and also support some crazy talented creatives, I recommend trying out Creative Market. Save up to 20% off products on Creative Market by purchasing through the link in our episode's show notes. Enjoy getting creative with unique items made by creatives just like yourself. Now let's get back to the episode. Now I find that the term omnipresence isn't even thrown around that much. So when I met you and you brought up this term, I thought, well, this is such a wonderful way to explain how how repurposing can help somebody. So do you think it's more achievable than what people make it out to, out to be, to be omnipresent? Oh, 100%. Way more achievable than people think. Look, I recommend everyone like has a social platform for lead generation and then uses their blog for SEO and uses their email, preferably primarily for selling. And it can all be repurposed from podcast episodes, from YouTube videos, from old content as well. Like a lot of people, myself included, I'll repurpose old Instagram captions from 2020, from 2021 into like my new content now. And so much has changed in my brand in terms of like branding and maybe the things that I'd say, but the message is always still the same. And so that's where with repurposing, it's like you're creating for these new platforms. Like an email looks different than a blog post. A blog post looks different than your Instagram caption, but the message stays the same. And so it's not going to be hard to show up on new platforms because you're going to say the same things just in different formats. Yeah, agreed. I think it's common to have like fear behind it, but I like how you said your message, although your your branding might change and you've evolved and you've grown, you still have a similar message. And that's pretty mm-hmm. much like when I think about it, it's like your why, why you started. Mm-hmm. So if you wrote something that was that you think is still fantastic from 2020 till now in 2022, I think there's nothing wrong with reposting it. I do know there's fear in it. Because I, I, I will lurk my own self and go all the way down, no shame in it. And I have some posts where I thought, wow, that was so informative and that was so helpful. It saw a lot of engagement. And prior to me shifting my beliefs, I thought, I don't think I'll ever be able to come up with something that great. And that's when like self-doubt sinks in, sinks in mm-hmm. and you don't think that the content that you wrote back then, you don't want to be repetitive. You don't want people to think that you're not providing the same value. I think that the tips that you provided in 2020 or anything like that can be beneficial in 2022. And it absolutely can just be, you know, fiddled around with, changed a bit, but it's still helpful, even though I know there can be fear and doubt and that you're not helping people when you absolutely are. Yeah. And like, here's the thing. Nobody is paying as close attention to you as you are. Like they don't notice that you reshared the exact same post a week later. They definitely don't notice if you share the same post two years later. That is such a good point. I think we always think that people are just staring at us and (laughs) lurking us 24-7 and they only care about us and what we're doing in our life and that one spelling or grammatical error we had in the caption when realistically I think some people are just happy to see that you're showing up and Mm -hmm. that's even if you pop up on their feed and no one's really studying you that hard. I can't say I'm studying anybody. That's such a good point because like for me, I'm not studying anybody but myself mm-hmm. and we're the hardest on ourselves. We critique ourselves. I guess I feel like entrepreneurs carry this perfectionist trait where we are very hard on ourselves and maybe that depicts our success rate because we do that. 
but it is true. Like to go easier on ourselves, no one's studying us like how we're studying ourselves. So that's a really good point. I feel like there's misconceptions in any industry. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot in repurposing. I think there's misconceptions about design. I think there's misconceptions on social media, emailing, what, whatever you name it. What do you find is the most common misconception when it comes to repurposing content? Oh, everybody, the amount of conversations I've had that people think repurposing is just copy pasting. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, okay, so you're going to take the time and write a whole blog but then when you say you're going to give me an email, it's just going to be a copy paste of the blog. And it's like, no, the email is going to be either like a traffic driver or sales based on the content of the blog and the message of the blog. And same like the social media caption, maybe it's going to be like something that is hooking people in and trying to generate leads. Maybe it's going to be something that's nurturing and educating but it's not going to be just a copy pasted version of the other piece of content because it's a completely different platform and there's a different algorithm to it. I could see that being a misconception of the copy and paste, especially for people that don't know anything about it yet. And possibly mm-hmm. when you get new inquiries, that's a really common question and something people assume. So I could see that being an extremely common one. I've always wanted to post, I mean, like I'll ask people on my podcast episodes, what are common misconceptions? but I never post them on Instagram, like of my industry. And I think mm-hmm. people would actually enjoy that type of content because again, it's something that we know in the back of our mind. And there's absolutely like no place. I mean, when I create my, my newsletters, I've duplicated so many of them, not even just mm-hmm. because I love the design and the layout and I think I could utilize it again. It's just because there is important information that I need to include in my newsletters, whether it be directing people to my shop, whether it be directing people to join another newsletter, whether it be to allow people to find the most updated podcast episodes. I am 100% duplicating and in no shame, again, am I able to admit that the footer and the sections above it have been identical for the last like few weeks. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I think nothing wrong with that because people start to get to know you. You might yeah. have rephrased it. You might have updated the link. You might have updated um, an affiliate code, anything like that. But there's opportunity to reuse, recycle, and, you know, make it all like, you know, the, the triple R's, the cliches. But it's, it's true. There's so many misconceptions in any industry. And that is a very good one for yours to clarify and clear up that how you're helping people and for anyone that wants to do it themselves, it's not a matter of copying and pasting. It's just taking mm-hmm. the information and updating it, even if it's the tone. Like you said, maybe it was more personal one week and now it's a bit more professional this week. Who knows? Yeah. And same like like you were saying with the newsletter that you're changing, maybe you're changing the call to action. Like it's the same, yes. the same action, but the, the sentence before saying like, click here, you know, you're like, if you feel like this, or are you struggling with this? Or, you know, like even just changing that little thing makes such a difference newsletter to newsletter. Absolutely. I am a lover of rhetorical questions so that people Mm -hmm. know that you're directly talking to them. And if you can even just change up the question, that's a really great point. Like you can say, are you ready to catch up or come check this out? Does this apply to you? And it's just like, it's those two things that make the same, they say the same thing, but you're just one sounds a bit more professional. One just sounds a bit more friendly. It's, it's so true. So many great points to take away. I do want to just 
talk about perhaps maybe your younger entrepreneurial self. If there was one piece of advice that you could offer her, what would it be? Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even gotcha. know what I would say at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Like there, I look back at my, my journey and I'm just like, man, I've made so many mistakes and there's so many things I wish I did better. And there's so many things I wish I didn't do at all. I think the first thing I would say would be to maybe two parts. Always reaffirm your why, because I got stuck in spin out for a long time for Mm -hmm. not knowing why I was doing this anymore, you know? So reaffirm your why and show gratitude. Those would be like the two things I would tell myself. I know, and it's beautiful and it's applicable for anybody, no matter what stage they're in in their business. It's always amazing to be grateful for any opportunity to come your way or just where Mm -hmm. you're at and the fact that you even started something. And Mm -hmm. trust me, the mistakes come even later on. So like buckle oh, up. Yeah, That's no, what I'm I love like, to I'm, say to I'm everybody. Not, like I'm not done. <laughs> it's true. Even though you think there's, of course it slows down. I'll Let's be optimistic here. It slows down <laughs> the mistakes because you obviously gain experience over time, but yeah. you still make them. There's always times where I always say it's great to be uncomfortable and try something new. You're always going to be trying something new if you always want to learn. So embrace the mistakes. I swear sometimes we have to learn the hard way, but it's okay. I want everyone to know more about you and where everybody can find you. So is there anything the listeners should look out for and where can everybody find you and your business online? Everybody should look out for my podcast. Um, I launched a podcast two weeks ago, actually, maybe three weeks when this comes out. Um, called Felly's Fishbowl, and it has a heavy emphasis on content repurposing and omnipresence. And then you can find me on Instagram at Felly Day or at Felly Day VA. Both of them, I am constantly sharing more unpopular opinions than not. Um, and yeah, I think those are those are my main spots right now is Instagram and the podcast. Love it. And for everybody listening, all the links will be below in the show notes, so you can check out the amazing new podcast that probably has the best episodes ever about to go tune in (laughs) and use the term lurk all over again. (laughs) Uh, So everyone stay tuned for everything that Belly is to post and especially that podcast. I'm really excited to tune in. Before you go, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me and offering your expertise and what you do. You're such a like a calm soul. So I'm so happy to have had you on this episode. Thank you so much. It was really good. I'm glad we got to talk about this. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. We're always bringing out something new for all of you to tune into and love hearing from you. Our team over here on Brewing a Creativity would love it if you joined our community in any capacity, whether it be checking us out on Instagram at Brewing a Creativity or leaving a review to help us better serve you as listeners. If you're looking to join or sponsor an episode, reach out to us through email, which is linked in our episode's show notes below. Thanks, creatives.